all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Outspoken Nutrition Podcast. Today, we are talking about the number one search health and wellness term on the internet, and it is how do I lose weight? And if you listen to some of your experts online, and I'm using experts in air quotes over here, if you look on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, everybody has the answer on how to lose weight. Every single person does. And they're all different. Actually, the crazy part is when I was in nutrition school, that was the most confused I was ever about nutrition and weight loss. Because every dietary theory one will all, always claim weight loss in some area. Maybe it's not a quote-unquote weight loss plan, but they're telling you somewhere down those bullet points that you're going to lose weight. And everyone is different. And the crazy thing is everyone contradicted each other. People lose weight on vegan and they lose weight on keto. So how do you go from one end of the spectrum to the next and still have the ability to lose weight. Well, a lot of those, again, air quotes, experts on Instagram will tell you, oh, it's simple, it's calories. And I wish it was that simple. I wish I could sit here today and tell you that losing weight is as simple as cutting your calories. If it was, everybody would have done it because everybody at some point has tried to cut their calories. And for some people, it is cutting calories. And I think this is one of the reasons why you have so many people that go in so fully on calories is because they're like, well, it worked for me. It has to work for everybody else. I had the same problems you did and it worked for me. Well, hundreds, if not thousands of dietary theories out there because they all work for somebody. Losing weight is not as simple as a one, two, three step process. There is so much more that comes into place. Us as humans, we are enormously complex. We all know about that fight or flight response. Now, if you're in that fight or flight response, if your stress level is high, your body's not going to lose weight unless it's in a severe dire circumstance like you're on the episode of Survivor. But that's not what we want. That's what we call, unless you're in that scenario, disordered eating. Not eating, ridiculously cutting your caloric intake is not the way to lose weight. And unfortunately, this is the message we are sending our younger teens. We are sending them the message that if you want to lose weight, just keep cutting the calories. But there's so much more from that. We have hormones. We have stress responses. We could be having a an overall issue, a metabolic issue. We might be having blood sugar instabilities. All of this works in conjunction with calories. So do I want to tell you throw calories totally out the window? They don't matter? No. And the diets that tell you that, I would be careful of that because that's not true either. Because a lot of times when we are stressed and we are maybe in that fight or flight scenario, our bodies aren't going to break down food. It's not going to burn food. We are going to be in this scenario where... Our digestion isn't set up properly, so we really want to look at everything. Now, if you're if you are finding yourself googling how do I lose weight, the first thing I want you to do is get yourself to a doctor. And I know this is hard because so many doctors haven't supported 
people that have wanted to lose weight or been struggling to lose weight. Oftentimes we go into doctors and we feel humiliated. We feel like we're doing something wrong where a lot of times people are looking for answers. Now I will tell you a lot of times too, people are looking for a magic pill. And let me burst your second bubble. There is no magic pill. All the fat burners online, all of that, they don't work and they actually cause more stress in your body. So if you are already not losing weight because of stress, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, taking a fat burner only makes it worse. And this is one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that all these things are doing to try to lose weight if they're in a stressed response is backfiring on them completely. So what we want to do is get ourselves to a doctor. And I understand your struggles. I, at one point, was finding myself in a drastic weight gain that I couldn't explain. I was eating right. I was doing CrossFit four days a week. And I couldn't stop that scale from creeping up at an alarming rate. And I went to the doctor and I got on the scale and I quietly cried inside And the doctor came in, she did everything, she was sending me for blood work, and we were talking about my diet and exercise. She goes, you're doing everything right, just keep going. Well, what we later found out down the road by another medical professional is that I was under extreme stress. We had to slow me down. I actually, for two weeks, didn't work out at all other than light mobilizing. We really focused on slowing me down and, you know, changing up a little bit of food which really was increasing my food drastically. I went from, at the time when I went to the doctor, I was on a 900 calorie diet because I was so desperate to stop the weight gain. And I was crossfitting four days a week and we increased me to a 2200 calorie diet, basically doing nothing but rolling on a foam roller. And I started losing weight. It's actually become an ongoing joke with my friends that I was on the yoga and tequila diet. That's what we're talking about. There's so much more. So get to the doctor. Make sure you get your blood work checked. We want to make sure that there's not an iron deficiency or maybe a glucose imbalance. Maybe your hormones are out of whack. There's so many reasons why we could be losing, um, not losing weight that we want to make sure that there is not a medical reason why. The next thing after you do that, I want you to understand is what diets have worked for you in the past. What has worked and what hasn't? What has made you go off the bandwagon? Maybe they were too strict and maybe we can kind of loosen those reins on the diets a little bit more. Then I want you to take an inventory of your movement. And this is where we need to be real honest with ourselves. How much are we really moving? And that's one of the reasons why I really like uh, fit watches or smart watches because they really help you understand on those days where you know you're not moving that much, they help you understand how little you really are moving. I have been busy in my office at times and at the end of the day, I've looked at my watch and I've moved 2,000 steps where on an average day, I'm moving 2,000 steps within my first hour. So we really want to take a look at where we are movement-wise. And it doesn't mean that you have to go to an expensive gym or do fitness boot classes or find a CrossFit club. It could be something as simple as 20, 30 minutes walking outside, playing soccer with your kids, basketball, jumping on a trampoline, you know, whatever you can do, it doesn't have to be anything rigorous. I like to tell people, give me at least 15 minutes. 
And if you can't do 15, give me 10. If you can't do 10, give me five. Give me whatever you can. But try to get to that 15-minute mark. Eventually, 30 minutes is what we really want to see. But what you can do, start wherever you can start. And then I want you to have a good look at your stress level. And this is where a lot of times health professionals will preach about self-care. We don't look at self-care as a necessity. We think of it as something that, yeah, it'd be nice to have. Self-care is necessity. Monitoring that stress is a necessity. So if it means taking a moment for yourself, whether you're reading a book, you're going for a walk, you're journaling, you're having times with friends, you have to do something that's about you and maintaining good balance within your body and within your mind and really focusing on some kind of stress management system. And I think a lot of times our stress management systems become almost too stressful. I had a client one time that she was told to meditate for stress management and she would be stressed out trying to meditate. I was like, this is not, we are working against the grain here. The whole point of meditation is not to be stressed. But for a lot of people it is. And I'm not saying meditation is bad. I I like meditation. I think the problem is, is we try to force our meditative ways on people. And for a lot of people that aren't ready for meditation yet, it becomes stressful. It becomes forced. It, It's hard to quiet that monkey brain. And as they're sitting there trying to quiet the monkey brain, they're causing more stress because they're like, why can't I just shut it up? Just shut up. Just shut up. And you are more stressed. That's not what we want to do. There's a reason why good meditation takes years to perfect because it is literally an art on how you can quiet yourself. So maybe it's not meditation, maybe it's walking, maybe it's hunting, maybe it's fishing, maybe it's going for a car ride. Anything where you can start to quiet that brain down a little bit is really what you want to start doing. So look at some stress management techniques, look at things that can help you do. And if you really don't know where to start when you're trying to think of something that quiets your mind, thinking what do you enjoy doing? A lot of times we already have a way of quieting our mind. We just don't understand it. And like I was saying before, sometimes it's going for a hike. It might be fishing. It might be crocheting, maybe crafts, anything that allows you to quiet that mind naturally where you could just push out everything. That's your technique. And the last thing we want to take a look at is the food we are eating. Understand on a daily basis, how many calories are you taking in? Are you taking in over 2,000 calories and only walking 2,000 steps a day? While calories don't say the whole story, they do tell part of the story. So we do want to have an understanding based on our movement and our caloric intake. And on top of calories, what types of foods are you eating? Do you know you're overeating on pastas and breads and our comfort foods? Because if we know that, then we know not to remove them. Removing them always causes a backlash effect. Don't remove them. Reduce them. And if it is something that you really know, you cannot have a half a cup of rice. Even if you put all the veggies in it, you're going to want more rice, then maybe for a little bit remove rice. But really start adding that rice back in because if you're removing that stuff and you're not bringing it back in in a certain way, most times it will cause cravings. You will go off the bandwagon and then you're down 
kind of that rabbit hole and restarting the whole thing over. So understand your caloric intake, understand the foods you're eating, understand is there something you are overeating or overdoing. And these are the steps to help with weight loss. And if you're still having problems, hire a nutritionist, hire a board certified health coach to actually help you walk you through this because a lot of times we'll find those intrinsic motivators that are really going to keep you going. Why do you really want this? So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all later.